In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Season four, yeah, season four, all night, all night, season four, yeah, we're back with season four of Not Another Podcast. What's up, Jade? Oh, we've got some extra teas in season four. Nothing much, how are you? I am tired as a tired person. I'm here and I'm ready to podcast and yell happy things like, Tacos. Oh, fajitas. Oh, wow. What's a fajita? What do you call a Mexican that pushes his wife off the cliff? Uh, <laughs> no, wait. Why did the Mexican push his wife off the cliff? Because he's a sociopath. Tequila. Oi. <laughs> I like that. Oh, you're welcome. So, yes, we are in season four now. And uh, the script is not a script, but it's <laughs> the format is what I'm talking about is relatively the same we still discuss the things we've watched recently do a bit of news and gossip those sorts of things but we will pick um inspired by um, fat man and beyond kevin smith podcast pick a couple of topics or more so actually a couple of films or shows to talk about in a little bit of detail instead That's of just them. Uh, get right yeah. up in that ass right instead up in there just brisking over them yeah um which will leave to just the um if it's something we just want to mention then we and don't want to look at in detail, that'll just be on our what have you watched recently list. For example, like if I watched Home Sherlock Holmes, what is it called? Holmes and Watson, starring Will Ferrell and um, Oh God. John C. Reilly. If I watched that, I would yeah. just say I watched it. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> and then we'd move on. I'm guessing you watched it then. I did. Ah, you want to kick us off then? What else did you watch? Yeah. So I watched So it's terrible. We could have told you that from yeah, the trailer. I mean, I I I would put it on while I was making dinner. You were out somewhere. I can't remember. I'm very social. Yeah, you were. And I was just like had the Amazon Prime open. Ooh. And I was like, "Oh yeah, put something on." And I was like, "I don't really want something I need to pay attention to." So I was like, "You know yeah. what? Be perfect for that." A Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> John C. Riley is a ridiculously good actor, though. Yeah? Yeah. You could tell Farrell was just kind of being silly, but C. Riley was just killing it. I was like, damn, that's great. Good for him. That shit is was pretty wet. <coughs> so I watched, I've watched that. I, uh, do we talk about the, even though we're going to be covering the boys later, do I say that I watched You can the watch boys? it, but that's all you can say. Okay, so I watched all of the boys. In one day. In one day, yes. I, I point that out. I wasted my day <laughs> off by sitting on the couch, but oh, it was a good day. It I think was... people would disagree with that in terms of wasting it. A well, lot of people I mean, have I done could, so. What I'm trying to say is I could have done other things. Uh, it was your maybe day off. enjoyed it, stretched it out a bit. Uh, started rewatching Banshee, got four <gasps> episodes into that. Yeah. Watched two episodes of The Tick, also on the Amazon Prime. Uh, watched x-men dark phoenix with you yes that's on my list watched face off with you yes nice travolta and cage car crash of an action film it is that's i think oh, it's the first time i watched it in a 95. long time and i really enjoyed it watching it same again. i did too i uh, watched mid 90s which is the jonah hill movie kind of somewhat inspired by his childhood yep uh very good set in california skateboard movie 
really, really, really fucking cool. I recommend it if you can get your hands on it. Last night I watched Shazam, Zachary yeah. Levi DC movie. Wasn't for me. Yeah. It kind of felt like, you know, Harry Potter meets Captain Marvel meets bad acting meets. Yeah. You can tell that's a, like a puffer vest. Sort of, it's not Henry Cavill. Cavill? Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Ca- Cavill. Or Cavill. I Cavill, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. He still looks good. Um, you know, like he is bulky. He looks like Superman. He was made for that role. Whereas Shazam's like, you got a puffer vest under there? <laughs> Zachary Levi was made for Chuck. I guess part of him was made for Shazam. So he's meant to be as equally strong as Superman. So whether you can believe that or not. Yeah. And um, you going to watch it at any point? I don't know. I just don't There's know so if much I to watch. spoil stuff. Yeah, just do it. All right, so... Guys, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Shazam yet and you do want to, fast forward the next 60 seconds. In quotation marks, Superman makes a cameo at the end, but you don't actually see Cavill's face. It's just... It literally it's just is a, just a chest. An and it doesn't look like a Cavill body. Uh, it looks condensed, smaller. Condensed. <laughs> but they're, they're like, oh my God. So yeah, he, Shazam's definitely in that Justice League universe. He is. He's meant to yeah. be. He's the seventh one. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they make references to it throughout the whole movie. Like uh, one of the, because Shazam's about a Billy Batson, a foster kid, and he goes to a foster home. And one of the kids there is obsessed with superheroes. And he's got a bunch of like authentic like stuff from superior so he's got like a bullet that was shot to superman he's, he's a got, big superman fan in particular right uh or just I think, everyone yeah I, I tuned out a lot in that movie i mean it was already <coughs> not good but yeah you know that's not good yeah um and uh yeah then to wash that dirty taste out of my mouth i mean it was an all right film it's definitely for kids which i went into it knowing yeah like it's more of a kid's film that's but right. there was so many little things that just drove me nuts like the fact that the acting was bad and then to wash the taste out of my mouth of that horrible film i rewatched mid 90s and it was <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> wow so so soon I, I, it's my favorite movie right now. Yeah, nice. Soundtrack, score, visuals, the language they use in it. Like, um, uh, I won't repeat anything because it's some brutal language, but man, it's good. Nice. I um, finished watching the series The Leftovers. So this was season three. It's eight episodes. It stars Justin Thoreau. Um, yeah. Oh, probably <laughs> probably shouldn't have bothered with it, but I did want to finish it out knowing I'd watched the first two seasons and... Um, so was this third and final season? Yeah, knowing it was the final one. I'm like, oh, right, I'm just going to commit to it because... I didn't even know Thoreau's starred, quote unquote. Yeah, the he's the lead. Interesting. Good for him. He's really good in it. Good for him. God bless. Good for him. I finished the third Throne of Glass book called Air of Fire by Sarah J. Maas. That is just, I, every time you bring that up, I know. it's a mouthful. Throne of Glass. What was this one called? This is called Air of Fire. Air of Fire by Sarah J. Maas. Heir to the Throne. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was so good. Hair, like it got into the though. magic world a little bit more. Uh, and that was my 13th novel for the year, I think. So I've kept up with my target of 12 and just finished my 14th one. But that's going to be one that we talk about in more detail later in the episode. I watched X-Men Dark Phoenix with you and Face Off, as you mentioned. We watched Halloween together. Your oh, second shit. time yeah, viewing it? Yeah. Well, I, sh- I think it's... Maybe third? Fourth, actually. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I've, sadly, I've figured out that the more I watch it, the oh. more I, I, like, I'm backing away from enjoying right. it. So yeah. I need to take at least okay, a yeah. year before I watch it again. Yeah, don't do that anytime soon. Um, watch the final episode of... Before, we, before you... Did you enjoy Halloween, Jade? 
Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was. You would have seen me getting frustrated with bits like, why aren't you going here and why aren't you doing this? Like, just kill them up. And I was just laughing internally because I was like, you you'll see. You knew what was going to happen. You're like, just wait see. it out, just wait it out. I was getting impatient because... When I first watched it, I literally was like, dumb bitch, what the okay, fuck? Okay, good. Okay, okay. It wasn't just me. And then you told me that there's potentially a sequel. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm not just, keen on that just either. Just leave it where it is. Like, he should be dead. Not, not that this Michael Myers guy in any of the films ever dies. Mm. Ignoring the fact that this one follows straight on from the first one. Yeah, 40 years later to the, well, not to the day, but yeah, exactly 40 years. So I wasn't keen on that part of it, but I did enjoy it. There was a couple of moments where I got a bit scared because I don't jump. Oh, you wouldn't have seen, I didn't really jump at any No, it wasn't really a, a jump scare movie. They, they, a lot of the stuff, you, you kind of, they give you a good amount of time for it to happen. The only thing I think they went for for a jump scene was when he was in, hiding in the kid's closet. That kid yes. with the nasty ass toenails. And a little bit in the scene where the lights turn off outside and that guy's just talking to him like he just got dumped. He kissed the girl and she rejected oh, him. Yeah. That's truth, a little bit truth. of a jump. Yeah. And I did jump a little bit at that even yeah. though I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, I watched the Emmy Awards. That's part of my news and, and gossip. So I'll talk about that later. I watched the last ever episode of Suits is what I was going to say before. Um so that was season eight, the last episode forever. Again, it was it was in the sense of like the, you see the characters where you want them to be, but in terms of the whole season, the lawsuit, everything that was going on in the courts, etc., I didn't really care about. I think it overstretched, overstayed their welcome. Was in it, yeah, wasn't it? I know. As soon as um, <clears throat> you know that princess left the show and mike left the show it was a little bit different but mike left the show yeah oh man i'm yeah, surprised you... it didn't continue when you walked in and saw him on there you wouldn't have realized he'd only just come back for the last couple of episodes oh. mm-hmm. and then the other thing i saw uh was the joker but we're talking about that in a little bit of detail in a minute and i watched rambo 5 last blood the cinema uh earlier in the week and it wasn't as Home alone as you thought, no, right? No, no. The trailer was very Home Alone, but it was brutal. The ending scene is basically... Ending scenes is the trailer, basically. And it just went... Uh, it was just very different to what I thought it was going to be. And, uh, yeah, I think we're a little bit desensitised now to some violence, thanks to John Wick and right. those sorts of films. So, you know, to have the whole cinema being thoroughly entertained by some just brutal stuff happening to the bad guys... Uh, it's a little conflicting, but it was very entertaining in that sense. Um, squirming in your seat, good way to finish the movie, like just brutal. So if you're faint-hearted, do not see Rambo 5. And again, or if, or if you are faint-hearted and you like to live life on the edge, <laughs> watch the shit I out I also like to live dangerously. It's a seven, sir. <laughs> I suggest you hit. <laughs> I suggest you hit, sir. Oh, Austin Powers. So the first text we're going to talk about in a little bit of detail today is the Netflix original Mind Hunter, which just screened its second season following the Atlanta murders with our favourite detectives in the 70s. Uh, Mofo's just finished it more recently. <clears throat> um, I watched it a little bit ago, like a couple of weeks ago I would have finished that. Mm. But um, yes, we're going to discuss that. Did you enjoy it? I did, but the mm. season finale for season two was mm. very underwhelming. That's right, because of the outcome. 
and or I thought, lack thereof outcome. I thought we were going to get uh, a little bit of closure. Well, not closure, but at least something Justice? more with BTK as well. Oh, like, yeah, true. I, yeah, the yeah. Atlanta thing, I was like, you, they spent a good five episodes in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then literally nothing kind of happened. I was just like, okay. And the thing you have to step back from and go, this is real. You have to remind yourself that this actually all happened yep. and it went down this way. And that even though he successfully profiled this killer and years later DNA was even more supportive of it being him, still nothing happened and he was only convicted of two, two. murders out of 20, potentially 29. Mm. It's Bruno Mars looking motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. Did he have a name that they referred to? Like his name was um, William Wayne, I think it was. Yeah, Wayne Williams, sorry. I said it the wrong way around. Um, it, no, I don't think so because... because yeah, you get Son of Sam, BTK, Manson is Manson, but... <clears throat> well, it was the Manson family. Yeah. And then the oh, Manson yeah, true. family murders and like his Manson wives or whatever they were called. But we didn't get a name for this guy, I guess, mostly well, I think he wasn't because, pinned uh, for all of it. Seeing the profile they were doing for it, always everyone was just like oh it could be multiple killers it's mm. a white guy it's a black guy mm-hmm. it's and not to mention it wasn't media covered so that it was yes. kind of always pushed under so yeah you don't want to like glamorize it by giving it a sexy nickname or something no, like true. that so. and they really didn't want it to be they really didn't want that community didn't want it to be profiled as a black person they were very conscious of that they believed it was someone in the kkk mm. which probably could still be true so obviously um Holden and Bill. His what's Bill's last name? Tench, isn't it? Tench. Uh, yeah, he. They obviously both go to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta after a number of young boys. Oh wait, yeah, Bill Tench and Holden Ford. There you yeah. Go. Um, at, after a number of boys are reported missing, young black boys gone missing. So they go out there to try and profile who could potentially be the killer. And yeah, as MJK was saying, they are successful in a lot of regards in terms of developing their profiles here in the 70s, shortly after the term serial killer has been coined. Um, but you don't get that victory lap, which is a term that Holden mentions in that finale, like there should be a victory lap for this, but they don't get that. They don't get justice. And that's kind of, unfortunately, reality, especially with crimes in the 70s because they didn't have the tech yet. Yeah, I suppose. To I mean, support it. that, <clears throat> yeah, again, seeing it's based on real shit, you can't be all like, that's oh, right. where's, where's the... Where's the neat little bow tied up? Oh, if it was uh, not real, then they probably would have done that, being mm. Hollywood, try to tie it up a little bit more, give us a bit of justice. Um, David Fincher, uh, one of our faves, directed the first couple of episodes and he's executive producer on the show. Yeah, so originally he and Charlize Theron took it to HBO yeah. back in 2009. Oh, really? And they said they didn't want to have a TV show with two white guys driving around. And oh. then... Two years later, uh, True Detective. Oh, <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> really well. Well, season one worked really well. I haven't seen three. Season three. Um, oh, God, that's hilarious. It happened, probably happens way more than we realise. Yeah. Um, but we love some, uh, some David Fincher. And, of course, I think it's like season, I mean, season, episode seven, we get to meet Charles Manson. It's, yeah, yeah, six, it's like or seven. six or seven. So it's hinted at that they're going to get to talk to him. And it's the same actor that plays him, plays Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, With him, the guy, yeah. the makeup they did for Manson mm-hmm. and for uh, Son of Sam Berkowitz, mm. uh, they pretty much did it spot on. Yeah. They visually 
really look like the dudes. And yes. I've never heard interviews with Berkowitz. I, even though I knew it was just murders that happened in New York exclusively, mm-hmm. it never would have clicked to me that he would have a thick New York accent. Yeah, so I'm sitting there, I'm listening to him. I'm like, man, he's, he sounds like Saturday Night Fever, you know? And um, yeah, I've seen interviews with Charlie Manson before and I've seen depictions of him, people playing him and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I thought, I can't say if it was spot on because I obviously don't know the guy, no. but I thought he did a pretty good job as Manson. Mm-hmm. Very convincing. That little shit who's just manipulating people all the time. Oh my god, big time. You know that dude only died last year? Manson. Yeah. Right. Maybe that explains some of his research resurgence in terms of in cinema to see I think be it's, reminded of that. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Don't know. But yeah, that that was very interesting. Um Wayne Williams. But the interesting thing is as well, you don't really see a lot of explicit brutality in that show either it's more of the talking through it in the interviews which are based on real tapes those tapes have been heard um as inspiration for the storylines um but you're not seeing the murders taking place you might see the aftermath like the crime scene but really it's about the profiling the psychology of it all uh the consequences of their actions being now in prison and being interviewed for what they've done etc um but yet it's still very haunting um, to know yeah, you're in the very, way that it's done. Very much uncomfortable for most yes, of the show. Yes, that's right. Which is good. The, uh, and this is just, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm a miserable prick, but my least favourite thing about the show is the human aspect, like their lives. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like the with. Uh, I was reading some, of, some in Empire, like that's some of their favourite bits, but... I mean, because that's the dramatized stuff. That's right. That's the stuff oh, that that's feels... Fiction, yeah. yeah, it feels notably contrived. Like, oh, so now we need to have this and... Oh, how how much like how crazy would it be if like the, his kid is potentially a killer and all this kind of shit and mm. dealing with it at home? I'm like, I don't need that, but that's me. yeah. But and that storyline actually, I thought was quite interesting. To I go, mean, it your was, son could potentially it, be it a was good, killer. and because I kind of from the first season, I was just like, mm. they're going somewhere with this, okay? Uh, just because of how like I was, they're talking about personality traits yeah. and um, growing up in like you know. Uh, awkward relationships with your mother or yep. growing up in foster care or yep. as an orphan all this kind of stuff and i was like red flag right there there's your kid, the kid. <laughs> do, there's do the you kid. reckon that they'll still continue down that path um i mean the to mirror the profiling and sort of pose the threat uh, that he could be something really later. hard to like fantasy write this show because mm, it's the, factual yeah. well for the fiction parts i mean because they yeah, could right. literally do anything yeah. like he had um the main guy, Ford. Yeah. He had that relationship with that broad in the first season. Oh, yeah, and she wasn't in the second one. Tied up. Neat little bow. Send Never mentioned off. again. Like, no, not it's mentioned just an, It's a seasonal arc. Yeah. You know? Like, see what happens. And I'm trying to think if it's been renewed for season three. I would I believe say it has. it has. Yeah. And I'm curious what they're going to look at next. But something we were speaking about before is that those little glimpses of BTK. Mm-hmm. Do we know what that stands for? Does it stand for something? Uh, something killer, obviously. torture, kill. That's right. Um, we're seeing glimpses of him throughout season one and two, just little snippets of him asphyxiating himself and dressing yeah, up as a woman. Yeah, that was the start of this. That was the season two opener with like a spooky score. Yes. And I was, was just haunting. like, what's this lady walking into? Because I f- yeah. forgot. The, I mean, I don't the think The rattling door. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. oh God, what's happening behind there? Yeah. What is she walking into? It's frightening. So we were obviously saying that it's got to continue throughout season three and eventually culminate in a main storyline maybe in terms of them catching this guy because you see him with all of his um 
memorabilia. That's not memorabilia, but um, what trophies. do you call it? Trophies. What yeah. do you call it? Yeah. Trophies Keeps, is the term. Keepsakes. Keepsakes whatever. that he's hung on to after all these murders. Um, Murder. So I'm assuming we're going to see more of BTK. We, I'd like hope we do, just in the sense that we can understand more of who he is and hopefully see him get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said to you before we started recording, I've um, a lot of these people I've read about before, but I've actively not gone back and tried to read up on BTK yeah. or even the, the the real profilers, like who the the character main character is based off, because. I feel like this is going to be like huge, and if it's mm. not, I'm going to be all like, "Oh, okay, yeah." But, that, but that's so, all right. Yeah. yeah, at least nothing was spoiled for you. See, in that sense. Um, but yeah, so overall, for season two, you know, what would you give it out of five stars? Ooh, we're doing star ratings. Yeah, just uh, mixing it up. It's a new season. I reckon maybe like a three point five. Yeah, uh, I'm on par with that as well. I think. Just because, A, the ending was a little bit underwhelming, but yeah. again, like, it's, again, it's dealing it's real. with the real world. Yep. And, yeah, a lot of the, the home life stuff. And um, what's her name? The broad. The, Anna the Torv, fellow Australian. There you go. Oh, she an Aussie? Yeah. No shit. She was in Secret Life of Us. Is that her character's name? Or no, Anna Torv is the actress. I forget the I doctor's name, but she was in Secret Life of Us. And then she was a big part of Fringe. The sci-fi, is it sci-fi? It was Fringe, yeah. Mm-hmm. With Josh oh, I don't Jackson. know if it was Sci-Fi Channel, but it was a sci-fi no, no, show. as in a sci-fi genre. Yeah, Wendy um, Carr. I didn't need her relationship mm. thing. You know, I mean, I get it. It's the the gay thing, and yeah, well, yeah, in, in the seventies and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, it has nothing to do with the, the only show. place that came in handy is when she interviewed. I forget who, the New Yorker. No, nah, uh, the I forget who the. Mm the name of the killer mm-hmm. but it was the kid who killed the mm. guy who he was getting Mans something to do with Manson? No. 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 Okay. Um it was a young boy who was supposed to be mm. killed by this guy but he talked his way out of it and then he'd go out he'd get paid $200 go find him another that's young right. boy and then he'd rape Bring and him kill him. Bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it came in handy cuz she could recall I think on that a story. Was there anyway. Wasn't it? I actually have no idea now. Whoa. She interviewed someone and it was her first time interviewing someone in this profiling business because the other guy was bloody hopeless. Yeah, I think it was him because that was when he was hopeless. Correct, yeah. I didn't kill nobody. Um, yeah, I'd be on but a par as well with the 3.5 just because of the ending. But, you know, that's how custom we've come to getting happy endings in Hollywood. I don't think and that's was... another reason to like it though as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was so much that it wasn't a happy ending. It just didn't feel like... An ending, which yeah, again, true. I guess, is why you know you can say it's somewhat brilliant in the sense it's like because this is how with, it happens in the real yeah. world. Yeah, and with the captions at the end, we know that this can't be followed up in another season, and then these other ones caught yeah. because I mean that's your this closure. is what it is now in twenty nineteen. Still an open case. Yeah, you're like, God <laughs> damn, that sucks. So another one of our focal points this episode, 401, um, is a book I just finished reading, my fourteenth for the year. That's right, I'm going to say it. I'm proud of it. Boom, for an English teacher who's reading all the time on the weekend, <laughs> like to find myself reading 14 novels yeah, you're sick in, in October, head, that's pretty good, yeah. something really wrong with you. Anyway, I um, pre-ordered this book about a year ago and it never came to me for whatever reason. And it's called I'll Be There For You, the one about friends written by Kelsey Miller. It was published in 2018 and um, it's obviously an inside look and behind the scenes examination of the phenomenon of friends how it came to be, how the cast were cast, um, what the show meant to a lot of people, what it inspired in 
um, society and Haircuts. pop culture, the Rachel. Um, and again, why it sort of became this big hit 10 years after it finished. So it finished in 2004. 10 years later, it had a bit of a resurgence, not just because it was the anniversary, but because people were putting it on Netflix in 2005 and all that, or 2015 that was, but some big companies started or in the UK started putting it on TV and again, millions of people started tuning in and again, recently, only a few weeks ago, it was the 25th anniversary since that first season aired. So again, it's come full circle. We're seeing it sort of everywhere again in terms of t-shirts. Friends and- can rent a car. They're 25. Yeah. <laughs> Car hire, look at that, they're growing up. They can, up. without the expensive insurance. <laughs> Quarter centenary for them, good for them. Um, so yeah, it looks at the elusive reasons why we still watch it today, what it means to us today, um, its iconic moments. Um, it also even looks at how and why it's a little bit problematic for a TV show in terms of the situations they're in, but also mostly they're talking about the lack of diversity, which is a big a couple of chapters in the book. Um, oh, because they're all white? Is that, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, you they're know, six white people. And wet? Well, there's that, that as well, yeah. yeah. That diversity is not in it yet. Um, so it looks at all of those aspects. And as I was saying to you during the week, like I read it in five days, smashed it out. It's a pretty short novel. Um, but just because I am obsessed with the show, I was always going to read it. You obsessed with what? friends? No way. Oh, my God, so exciting. But what it did was just give me all this insight that I didn't have before. And as a very young person watching it, obviously I didn't understand everything that was going on in society. I think that's great, by the way, that after you having friends for 25 years, you're still finding out new shit about it. So that's awesome. Exactly. And apart from. Which is obviously why this person felt the need to write the book. That's right. Because they're a fan themselves. Um, They found themselves re watching it. Um, as a comfort food, they call it, a comfort TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she interviews a lot yeah, of people no in there. no surprises or anything. It's like, oh, this yeah. one, yay. Oh. Exactly. It's something you can have in the background if you want because you know what's happening or even what line's coming up next. Um, and so that's why she's looking I'm at it. I'm going Yemen. <laughs> Classic line. Um, but, yeah, it is nice to sort of rekindle the romance with it and mm-hmm. have this insight. And I think a lot of it as well is that when this was airing, again, the internet wasn't such a big thing. Social media definitely didn't exist. And as I was saying to you last year, these these episodes for us in Australia, we were watching this these episodes six months behind the US. Now they fast track everything or you're online watching it. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have that gap. And you kind of have to because things can get spoiled very easily with uh, social yeah, media. You, just, you need to go on a social media blackout if you don't want anything ruined these days. That's right. Like you need to need to not pick up your phone. Or sometimes not even answer the phone because your friend will be like, yo, did you see that this happened? And then you have to call him a piece of shit and be like, I've been avoiding the, the Twitter, the, the Instagram, the, the football. Yeah, I know. Every time. And then they, they just ruin it. And then you, you have to not be friends with that person anymore. That's why I'm lone yeah. wolf, baby. Oh. And I think <laughs> I'm a one-man wolf pack. <laughs> um yeah, like nothing was ever spoiled in that sense, but even to know stuff that was happening behind the scenes at the time, like the negotiations that were constantly in place about being renewed, about upping the salaries, um, etc. But it just gave me so much more insight um, than what I had before 
for example, like num- season one was successful. It was kind of everywhere. It was getting good viewers. I think it was number nine each week um, on, you know, in terms of ratings. So it was to be in the top 10, for example, like Will and Grace was only ever top 20. They use that example. They compare it a lot to Seinfeld. Oh, man, um, you've just reminded me of stories that um, – because Conan O'Brien went to Lisa Kudrow's wedding oh, and he was sat yes. at the table with the Friends cast. And this was That's right. between, I think, I think I've heard this. it was just around the start of season two. Yep. And um, he was talking about how Matt LeBlanc was just so oblivious yep. to how yes. like, well the show was doing. Correct. And they're like, so what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, because like, I don't yeah. know about this Friends thing. And like Conan's like, wait, wait, <laughs> can someone tell him that, that this is the biggest <laughs> thing in America? You know? Like, yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know about this Friends thing. That's it. And like chapter two it's like about all of them getting casted and they're just failure after failure in terms of getting a sitcom especially um well like david swimmer he wasn't a failure in terms of they were his sitcoms he just appeared on a number of them like um blossom do you remember blossom of course i remember yeah. Blossom. that show ruled he was kind of the most well known for that reason and as we said before um courtney cox was pretty well known like pet detective like ace ventura came out that year she'd had a a guest spot on Seinfeld, etc., um, and she's actually the one that came into it with that most recent experience, saying, "Look, I've just watched the Seinfeld guys do it. If we're doing this as an ensemble, as a true ensemble, then we need to be a team. We need to stick together. We need to say, oh, why don't if someone says consider it doing this way or consider it doing that way, actually take that feedback on board and be constructive and actually listen to each other. And then it's also Swimmer who." got told by his agents to start negotiating for higher paychecks they were getting about 25,000 to 50,000 depending on who they were in the first few seasons an episode this is this is an episode and there's 22 or 24 in each ep there were 236 in total it's a good payout and it's a very good payout Uh, it went up in increments each year that was the deal that swimmer was able to get them but he was the one that sort of said look, the other way that we remain a true ensemble and continue to respect and support each other and not get egos or try to compete is if we're paid the same, which probably worked out, as the book said, for him because he's sort of not the most popular one of the lot, whatever that means. Um, well, it's Russ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you Have know, you they ever end up met anyone to... whose favourite character is Russ? I don't know. His physical comedy comes... No, 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 but I'm on. saying favourite character. No, no, no. Like you can, I, he's got. He's definitely a winner. He's got plenty of great attributes. Yeah. It's not like he's Lisa Simpson. You, you don't need him. Like, <laughs> he's good. He's great in the show. But is he anyone's favorite? So yeah. that's where you go. The popularity thing. No one was going that's out right. and getting the Ross haircut. No. Or saying I'm going to Yemen. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, exactly. Or singing your smelly cat. Exactly. There you go. So he's, but he is the person who obviously got them equal pay which is unheard of in TV now. We hear about all that time. And it went up in increments. And by season nine and ten, they're getting $1 million per episode. Um, but, yeah, it went on to talk about, like, the one with the lesbian wedding, which, again, mm-hmm. watching that it. actually it was called? Cool? Yeah, the one with the lesbian wedding. Because one of its fullbacks they mentioned in here is the number of gay jokes throughout the whole series. I'm like, I've definitely heard them all before. I've seen every episode many times. But I'm like, shit, I didn't realise it was yeah. so often yeah. and at the expense of a lot of people. Yeah, 90s. Uh, that's the Especially 90s. early 90s as yeah. well. You, if you watch anything of that's a comedy or a yeah. sitcom, they heavily rely on yeah. gay jokes. Yeah. And, you know, you get a one that's called Lesbian Wedding. Some states wouldn't play it on air. Um, God bless America. They hired more people for the next day to take phone calls to just 
fend them off and say, all right, we're sorry you're offended, but this was our show, whatever. And they got basically none. And it went, it was the first time in the first episode it went to number one that week. Like viewers were into it. And as they're saying, it's like, oh, you know, both the women are wearing hats and they're walking with military men and they don't even kiss. Like they they pick at it for, you know, for valid reasons. But again, every time they bring up um, – a fallback of the show in the book, they say, well, it was the 90s. Well, it's a byproduct remember. of its time. Yeah, Nothing else was doing it. It's network television too. Exactly. Not like HBO wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Sopranos and Sex and the City start throughout all of this. There's a resurgence of that sort of stuff. Reality TV, I've talked to you about how that affects them around season seven, season eight. Survivor becomes the biggest thing on TV and it's a bit of distraction from friends. They're like, oh, people aren't going to be watching as much now. They want different sort of TV now. Um, but then obviously that's by the end of season seven and then September 11 happens and all of a sudden everyone's wanting to watch a New York where that didn't happen and we don't have to talk about it. Like the West Wing did an episode on it. Of course they did. It's a political drama. They probably needed to address it. It's in the same world as what that happened. Friends didn't necessarily need to be that same place and Lisa Kudrow talks in the book about how she went home after 9-11 everyone had a couple weeks break she put on an episode of Will and Grace and went oh this is just what I need it was escapism yeah it was a laugh you need to it's what we needed at the time you didn't need 24-7 of 9-11 no yeah no and that's what they were getting like all the shows were taken down for one to two weeks because they just wanted live news stories and updates of have we caught the people responsible for this which is fair enough um, and it's like, shit, I, you know, I obviously knew September 11. I, we were in year nine. 10 or 9. Yeah, yeah, 9 when it happened. But to know what that meant, especially in Australia, we didn't even think of and I didn't even credit that to being why it was one of the most successful seasons. Season 8, they won the Emmy. Jen won the Emmy. Um, it was number one. And then they went into season 9 thinking it would be the last. And then obviously it wasn't. They stayed on for the 10th and final one with just 18 episodes. And, like, there's so much more I could talk about from it. Like, But you're not going to. No, cause... yeah, no black character representations until Aisha, or Aisha Tyler shows up as Charlie in season nine. Um, so Who you get her for eight or nine episodes. She dates Joey, Joey and then she's. And then romantically linked with Ross. They, those Everyone has to be romantically licked in that. I can't even speak. That's how mad I am. <laughs> well, they were. Keep it yeah. in your pants, boys. That's right. But yeah, I just absolutely loved it. A lot of insight. Rekindled the romance. Highly recommend it if you're a Friends fan. And it's called I'll Be There For You, the one about Friends. So have you heard, Jade? Uh, yep. There's a Wednesday Night War. Mm. So wrestling has kind of had a resurgence. Mm. So back in the 90s, we had something called the Monday Night War, which pitted the WWF at the time with their Monday Night Raw television show against WCW, the Monday Night Nitro show. Right. Uh, Eventually, WWF won that war and Vince McMahon in real life bought the competition and destroyed, well, not destroyed the wrestling business, but it was just one place where everyone wanted to go. There's now an alternative called AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and they've got a show on Wednesday nights. And to counteract that, the WWE, we're all like, we're going to put a show on Wednesday nights. So now we've got competition television on Wednesday nights, which I will be watching Thursdays because we live in Australia. (laughs) Yes, that's Uh, how we can get to it. And uh, yeah, that all started last week and it was some great quality television viewing if you're a wrestling fan. uh, Even if you're not, check it out because it's uh, a lot of action, a lot of energy. Also, uh, SmackDown's moved to Friday nights, a live time slot from Tuesdays. 
uh, to f- the Fox Network, which is huge. Oh, okay, right. And they're now going with a, a new, more real, <laughs> realistic approach to it. So they kind of try to present it as an actual sport. So they've had Cain Velasquez from the UFC fame, former heavyweight champion, make an appearance last week and attack Brock Lesnar. And uh, Tyson Fury, heavyweight boxing champion and mm. Gypsy King also made an appearance so they've gone all out for friday nights to try to make it the hottest shit in the world and where did the rock he just appeared somewhere on smackdown yeah, yeah SmackDown. and it was a very cringeworthy promo we cut with the man becky lynch she's gorgeous she's the a man yeah she goes that's her moniker <laughs> oh, she's, like she's irish and she comes out and says oh. i'm the man <laughs> that's a sick accent yeah she's fucking wicked man she's my dream woman um, I'll look so her up in a minute. <laughs> she had uh, a nice little interaction with The Rock, and they beat up some jabroni, as The Rock would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. The Rock coined the term SmackDown, which Did is he? now in the dictionary. Oh, it's wow. recognized as a real word. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, and that's that's why the name of the show is SmackDown. So it's kind of like a phenomenon in its own. And thing. is this what they were promoting at New York Comic Con, which is happening as we no, speak? No, that was the AEW people. Okay. So uh, the founders of that technically mm. are a former WWE guy by the name of Cody Rhodes, who's a huge comic book fan. He's appeared in Arrow. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, the Young Bucks and a dude by the name of Chris Jericho, who's a former WWE guy as well. Jericho, so, know that name. Yeah. So they cut an angle. Cody and Jericho cut an angle where they had a bit of a beat down in the Comic Con. But I won't, I won't take up any more time. I'm just saying it's That's a very cool. exciting time. Wrestling's cool again, it seems. Mm. Um, and yeah, especially Wednesday nights, NXT and AEW. Okay, Check it out. Check it out. Well, the other thing we are talking about at a little more length this week is Amazon Prime's The Boys. And I'm going to let you take the lead on this because you've actually read the comics and have come in as a fan and watched it more recently than I have, but... Um, yes, based on Garth Ennis's absolute smash hit, The Boys. Um, yeah, it was really good. So uh, the people who got this off the ground were, I don't know the name of their production company, but yeah. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. That's right. The work they did with Preacher. They obviously love Garth Ennis because he wrote Preacher as well. And they were like, let's, let's see if we can do this show. Uh, and I'm glad they did it on something like an Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Because it's got no rating. Yeah. It's very true to the comic with the language and the violence, violence. and the representation. Carl Urban is just perfect as Billy Butcher. So you got the boys, which Yeah, are, that's what Phoebe said. She's like, it's spot on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, as soon as I heard him, saw his face. And uh, the trailer was great as well for that show I, with the Spice Girls. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was just like, this is just ridiculously good. probably... Um, uh, didn't advertise it in the right way. I saw an ad for it in the cinema, but they advertise it as what's the blonde girl's name? The character's name? Just, you know, I call her Starlight, but That's that okay. is okay. It is. Um, they made it look like it was her story, and you're like, why is this show called The Boys when it looks like it's a story about oh, Starlight? That was that's it was pitched very we differently. Could do the trailers thing again? They'd had yeah. like a specific her. They did, trailer yeah. To maybe, well I mean, boys. it's a strategy to definitely get your female viewers, yeah. I guess to go look. There's this here. It's a con, watch. though. It's a con. Yeah, that's what advertising is. It's a con. And also, I thought that the boys were the superheroes, but the boys are yeah. So it is a very the guys on the street leading name. I think they only refer to themselves as the boys once, once maybe. I think, yeah. Um, which is where it differs in the comic books. The boys oh, okay. are an already an established group. That's right. Um, and but they kind of piece themselves together. Huey's the only 
ringer in the group in the comics mm-hmm. um who's based off of simon Pegg, which is cute that they you know put simon yeah, Pegg as his father as, as hugh campbell um jack quaid did it i've never i didn't realize i knew him from logan lucky i was watching the whole That's time right. and i was like who is this guy he's kind of familiar um yeah, the product of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, correct? I know, yeah. so cool. I only learnt that the other day. Good-looking young man. And uh, I, don't, I, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but essentially it's mm. it's a, a vigilante group, the boys. Yeah. Um, I th- uh, is Billy Butcher a former cop in, in the thing or something? I don't know, because he has those connections. With He's got the ties with the CIA. He, well, he used to work with the CIA under Mallory, uh, who's a character who started the boys, which they mm. kind of go into detail with, um, gets his boy mother's milk, gets his boy the Frenchman. Um, they stumble across the female. Yes. So in the comics, she's already part of the team. Oh, cool. And she's also a superhuman, but they yeah. Billy she's does brutal. this whole no. Nah, she's we got to dust her because she's <laughs> she's a fucking soup. She's so. gonna yeah yeah that, and maybe put them at a bit of risk being expo- like. Exposed yeah, what they're doing. Mad dog, but yeah, I don't know where to start because there's so many cool things. Well, that's like, like me trying to do that friends book. It's like I could have talked for an hour, but it's they, hard, isn't it? Yeah. So you got the seven, which is Homelander, Maeve, mm-hmm. the Deep, uh, Black Noir. Black Noir. Uh, forget the name of the translucent, which they actually make fun of. Like he's not actually in the comics, but they say translucent doesn't mean you're invisible, dumbass. Starlight. Um, and then yeah, Starlight is that? That's not seven, is it? The deep is the Aquaman dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you. Oh, Who's and the guy A-train, that gets, of course. Yeah, A Train. Because the one thing I pointed out to you is the yeah, and the it, parallels to the Justice, the Justice League. League. And you know, it, you saying that, that's when it clicked. I was like, because I always would be like, oh, it's kind of like they're like the X Men, but I was, I, it, it's literally the Justice League. It, it 100 percent mirrors is. the powers. And I everything. believe that was the. The guy who wrote the comics loves the Justice League, loves the DC universe, and was inspired by that. I was sure I read that somewhere. Probably, like yeah. it makes sense. Like you see the statues in their headquarters, and it looks like one of the posters from Justice League movie in 2017. Um, the yeah, way they're Maeve all posing, like Woman, yeah. the Maeve poster is spot on to the one, the first Wonder Woman poster that leaked of Gal Gadot. It's spot on. It's just Maeve's face. Maeve's obviously Wonder Woman. What is Banshee guys? Hero, Homelander. Name. Yeah, Homelander is Superman. Um, Starlight, there is a character, Star something, in the DC universe. Uh, A-Train is the Flash. Black Noir is hinted to be kind of Batman in a sense. Um, and who is the other one? I think that's essentially... Oh, obviously, uh, the Deep is Aquaman. Aqua. So it's very parallel to all of that. And I thought that was kind of cool. I picked up what they were putting down there. See, yeah, because you've you've got your your Justice League I've blinkers on. I've got my on. headset That's on. You You're like, oh, That's right, it's like yeah. this. Where me, I'm reading. Read, obviously, I'm reading it as the comic book as a kid. That's I'm right. Not very different. Putting that together at all. No, but. it was just that interesting parallel. But then you go into the storylines, and it's nothing like a DC film. Like some no, of these soups are not good people, and no, they do and not make good choices. That's the whole point of the comic book. Is you see that they've got this special CIA task force who are are hired to keep him in line and Billy Butch is just ruthless so he doesn't mind if he kills these superheroes where that's how it differs in the TV show they're vigilantes he's trying to get an open case so he can take down the seven essentially but they're a, a huge corporation run by Vought 
still will runs him keeps him in line it's yeah it's um it's such a fun show i can't wait to watch it again you never know where it's gonna go because it's just blah straight yeah. up at yeah. you with the violence or the humor or the language like you're saying with carl urban's character drops the c-bomb quite a lot like oh, he does yeah. in the comic yep. and you didn't know whether he was going to do that and again being amazon he can and he does yes and the violence yeah, is obviously me, brutal. It took me by surprise. I was like, wait, did he actually say it? And then he says it like three or four more times in that same scene. I'm like, okay. It's not okay, a lot okay. to begin with. And then it's quite frequent. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, they're going there. He, he definitely loves him some C-word. But I know a lot of people that have watched this series and ask, have you watched it? Have you watched it? And everyone's loved it and enjoyed it and become obsessed with it, which is cool. Some of them have read the comics. Most haven't, mm-hmm. uh, myself included. And I believe there's a season two coming. Yeah, well, uh, they're still wait a bit for it. They're still buffering out the details because it's season two's been announced, but they haven't announced how many episodes. Yeah, right. All that kind of shit. So release dates or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Um, if you haven't checked it out, it is on Amazon, so you do kind of need a subscription to that. Otherwise, you're gonna have to wait for DVDs and Blu-rays to come out. But uh, yeah, if you're not faint-hearted and like the little bit of twist on superheroes, then we definitely recommend it. Yep. Get your noose and gossip. We're not up to dun, that dun, yet. Dun. Oh, yeah. Joker. <laughs> we are up to the Joker, which is trending this week. Um, it's only just been released a few days ago. And everybody's seeing it. Pack Cinema last night. Um, but obviously, we're talking about Joker. It's not called The Joker or Joker or anything else. But Joker played by Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips. By the way, do you know what Todd Phillips has directed? No. The Hangover parts one, two, and three. Oh wait, yes, I did know this. Yes, I did know this. Road trip. (laughs) Yeah, because I was just like, "What? Where the fuck are they going with this?" I know. So you know, known for his comedies, out there comedies, and now directing a DC film with Joker, a very dark, dramatic film, not a superhero film. Yes, there's a supervillain in it, being Joker, but it's much more of a drama, at times thriller slash horror. but yeah, don't confuse it with it being a superhero film. I think from the trailer you get that, that it's going to be an insight to the origin of the Joker and sort of why he is the way he is. And it's something we haven't seen before. I know it's sort of been explored in The Killing Joke, which was an animation, um, but we haven't seen it at this level um, before. And uh, MJK hasn't seen it, so I'm not going to actually spoil anything. I'm just going to talk about it in general. Yeah, all I want to know is who's the supporting cast. Is Robert De Niro in it? Robert De Niro is in it. Is Mark Moran in it? He is. Yes. Clearly. He's the guy from Glow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly who that was because I saw him at the end because he's, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know this guy. But it's set in 1981. So, like, Bruce Wayne is still a kid. His parents are still alive. Um, It's the first um, DC film that's R rating because the other one was Watchmen. I don't know if Watchmen is. No, it is DC. Remember when we yeah, went it falls under that the D- DC, yeah, banner, DC yeah. banner, yeah. The first one that's actually been set R-rated, so you can imagine what that's like. Uh, it was shot with a very low budget. I don't know what that budget was. Um, that's probably just to keep it humble. I think so. Yeah. And Todd Phillips has said his influences for this were like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, so that might give you a sense of what it's like. So De Niro inspired. Why, why would you put De Niro in a movie that you chose in your own? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Obviously, uh, De Niro is the star of Taxi Driver many moons ago. Um, you're talking to me. You're talking to me. 
Are you talking to me? But Sorry. um, Tom Phillips, India yeah, influences Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and he said that it's essentially about a guy searching for identity, but mistakenly becomes a symbol for a lot of people um, who stand against Thomas Wayne. So Batman's dad. Um, Not to be confused with Tom Jane. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was in Face Off. We watched the other oh, day. Oh, was he? Yeah. No he joke. Just- Married to Patricia Arquette. Oh, yes. After yes, that Nicolas guy. Cage yes. was married to Patricia Arquette. I know. We realized that. And they were mm. in the same film together. We're like, whoa, mine's being blown 20 odd years later. Cage Boy was still with Patty Um, Now, Joaquin Phoenix is like one of the true stories of this film because he lost 52 pounds for the role, which is for Australian listeners about 24 kilograms, which doesn't seem like a lot, but 24 when you're already skinny is a lot. And. The physicality of him, because he has his shirt off quite a bit. That's not a spoiler. He looks gaunt as fuck. It is. The way he positions himself so his shoulder blades and elbow, like all his bones stick out, is just, and like his rib cages as well, the way he sits is, yeah, it's kind of a byproduct of his upbringing because obviously we understand that he's experienced trauma. We don't know what that is yet. And... Oh, it's just so well done in terms of like a psychological thriller as well, in a sense. And like, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but you sympathize with the Joker of all people. Like he's just a byproduct of everything that's happened to him. And again, mistakenly becomes this symbol and then just, you know, that's where the sort of film ends is kind of with the rest of the stuff we already know about the Joker. Um, Kind of just falls into everything. And you're sympathizing with the guy throughout the whole movie. You're like, fuck, I don't know. And his acting is ridiculously good. Oh, come on. He's I not said, good at acting. He's yeah. Nah, I'm messing I said he I could possibly be the second actor to win an Oscar for playing the Joker. Wait, wait. I said that. You said he could win an Oscar. And I said, whoa, another guy <laughs> winning for Joker. did not. But then other people were saying, well, no, because it is coming with, with a bit of criticism. Obviously, for example, Aurora Cinemas in the US are not screening it because obviously in 2012 there was no, the shooting. No, no, no. You People are linking it no, to this. You yeah. can't criticise a film with a character yeah. that some fuckwit, some sick human decided to take a gun mm-hmm. while in the face paint, shoot people and probably yeah. top himself. You did, 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 this movie's getting yeah. flack for that. I it get is, that they, yeah, it is. Aurora yeah. Cinema saying we're not going to play it. Good for you. No, that's, that's fine. That's a good that's call. That's awesome. Smart. Like, people that's, are saying that's, it's... That's traumatizing for people in that area probably. But how's the film getting bounced back from this film in particular it's getting bounced back to say it's going to inspire other people to do the wrong thing and that's why people are like "Mm, maybe he won't get an Oscar for it because it's promoting bad behaviour Mike what go see the film firstly look at his performance and put all of that aside because it's the best performance I've seen this year from anyone man or woman he's ridiculously good and convincing and frightening and believable and all these things and a byproduct of his upbringing and the way people treat him Stepping all over him at all times. It's yeah, a shame for him if he does get overlooked for it, but I, I don't think that he will. I have a little faith in the Academy to acknowledge yeah, but the, the acting. The but The Academy are notoriously corrupt as mm, well. Yeah, so, well, that could be a whole other topic, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah, so... So they could, you know, try to put a feather in their cap and be all like, we stand against Joker. 
That's what they sound like as well. Yeah, I hope they don't because, yeah, I was quite pleasantly surprised with it. Went in knowing it's not a superhero film but more of a drama. I really sympathised with the guy. I was really inspired's not the word, probably just moved. Inspired. Yeah, inspired. I, yeah, I'm inspired to just be who I am or something. Walk I out know. later and you're going to be wearing clown uh, makeup. Yeah, dye my hair green. There you go. Um, but, yeah, he was just brilliant in it and I found it – um, just a really interesting take on a character we kind of already know so well and turns out we don't. Um, and did you know in just some of my reading just before that um, Joaquin turned down the role of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and the Hulk um, when they changed it to Mark Ruffalo because he didn't want to sign on to that big franchise thing of multiple yeah, he, movie deals. he didn't want to do sequels. And that gives me faith that there will not be a sequel for Joker mm-hmm. because we want it to leave it well, where it is. Do you think he'd want to... Because he's already come out and said it's like one of the worst experiences he of said, his life. Yeah, it was really hard. How fucking miserable he was. Yeah. Because he was hungry, essentially. And well, all that's the other true. shit that's going on. Yeah, to mentally you, play that. Because he's, he's definitely a, a, a method sp- actor. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah you so, can see that. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, what's his name? Bale, Christian Bale, a, a little bit in that sense. What about uh, Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah, and him as well. He's an absolute mad dog. Yeah. That's why he takes so much time between so, films. Um, I'm giving it five out of five. Sick tip. And recommend it highly and think that everyone should go see it. Well, Comic I just want to know, not. we lived together. Why didn't you take me last night? <laughs> I'll go see it with you. Yeah? Yeah. Should go see it now. Oh, shit. Those time's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. News and gossip. I want some news. I did it. I got it right this time. <laughs> yes, we are ready for news and gossip, MJK, this time round. Um, New York Comic Con's happening at, at the moment, so we'll talk about that in a little more detail next week. Um, the Walking Dead's just been renewed for season 11. I'm like, oh my God, I stopped two seasons ago. That's enough of the zombies. Spider Man returns to the MCU. Yeah, that's huge, huh? Got some thoughts there? Because I know you're, I you just, probably like this news, not gossip news. I just, I don't know. You don't know how to feel about they it. They need to settle down. Like, these these people. Take a look at <laughs> these themselves. People. A hard look at themselves. They need to settle down with this guy. No, I mean, yeah, good. I'm glad. Well yeah. done. I'm excited. However, that happened. We really don't care. It happened. Yep. That's the main thing. Um, the Emmys were on last last weekend, the weekend before last, so it's probably kind of old news, but I did watch it and did want to give some shout-outs to my girl, Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle in Killing Eve and rightfully so won the Oscar for lead actress in a drama. Mm, she is just so good. And you always forget that she has, is it Scottish accent or something? Because she has a Russian accent in the show, Scottish in real life, does all these other impersonations. She's just so impressive. Um What's his name? Jason Bateman won directing for Ozark. Game of Thrones won the big one at the end of the um, the end of the show for best drama. Um, it was also given a bit of a tribute for being ended, and everyone gave him a standing ovation because the cast came onto the stage. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge won like three bloody awards on the night for writing um, and performing in Fleabag. And she's actually also a writer for Killing Eve. So Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh were standing up every time she won. It was kind of cool to see. Um, and it was, again, one of the sh- um, award shows that didn't have a host. Mm-hmm. This is something they're trying on multiple platforms at the moment. So I personally like a host just so we've got an opening monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I can't remember. It was either Conan or Kimmel. We're all like, they're trying to put us out of work. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need a the host. the guys that get the gigs. Oh. Well, just a like because the they host a talk show where they're trying to say that you don't need hosts. And they're right, all like, yeah, true. That's our lovely. You can't have, can't, the sh- these shows would not exist. They're all doing them. podcasts now anyway. They can make some money doing something else. This is true. Um, I'm trying to think what won um, Best Comedy because that's always a contentious award. SNL did win for um, Best Variety Sketch. Um, which what, is are nice. the, what would be the other options, honestly? For oh, um, all of the talk shows, basically, oh. um, that come into play. Uh, Michelle Williams won for a limited series that she's in. She made a really good speech on the spot about um, equal pay. And Patricia Arquette won for her limited series and made a really good speech on what? trans people. What? Sh- oh, yeah, because her... Her Alexis sister. passed away. Yeah. Bill Hader won again for his series Barry. Um, the last couple of award shows I've watched, watch he's that. been winning. I yeah. don't watch it. Um, it's a cool concept, man. He writes and did some directing, at least in the first season for it. He's, oh, um, okay. Some, he's like a, a hitman. And it just, I think it, the, the premise is it deals with his day-to-day life. Yeah. And he's a hitman. It's like right. a comedy, not, yes. not, not a hard comedy, yeah. but funny. And it's got the Fonz in it. Henry Winkler? They call Winkler? him the Winks. The Winks? No, they don't. Don't, don't know. You made that Henry up. Henry Winkler, yeah. Uh, fun fact for you, Jade. Henry Winkler and I share a birthday. Ooh, that is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. October 30. Both Scorpios. Watch both. out. Here's both. some news for your kids. Yeah, both enjoy a, ni- enjoy a nice leather jacket. You know. Mm, that's it. And um, Peter Dinklage won as well for supporting actor. I in, in uh, love Dinklage. Yeah, he, he's the man. He's the man. So shout out to all the winners from the Emmys. Did you have any news and gossip? Um, you just kind of did with your WWE stuff. That there's yeah. some new stuff coming to Wednesday nights, yeah. etc. I watched some trailers, but I forgot to write down what they were. Yeah, me too. I also forgot to mention that I watched the movie Wind River. Oh, uh, yeah. With um, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye. <laughs> I stooged your uh, hard, drive hard drive last night and nice. put some stuff on because I... Oh, wait. I can't say this. It's all illegal. Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, no news here. <laughs> what do you mean? I ripped them from CDs, my phone. Come on. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So that's how. Wind River's two years old, so, you know, very accessible via DVD. So I have that to watch as well. As yeah, the I'm writer saying. of Sakara and Helen Highwater, which you really like. That. So yeah. I think you'd be pretty keen. And true, st- um, based on in true events as well. So oh, it was a very good watch. Okay. And Johnny Bernthal's in it. I like Johnny yeah, Bernthal. Yeah, he's pretty good. Like you said, Punisher, Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye, all in the same. Yeah, movie. all in the yeah, Punisher. I didn't know about. Um, what's his name? Johnny Bernthal. Johnny Bernthal. Yeah, that's it. As, um, um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen did a movie with yeah. um, Josh Brolin, and oh. they have like a love scene. Oh. And I was like, Scarlet oh. Witch and Thanos. <laughs> she's working with it. <laughs> oh, I like all these little crossovers. It's yeah. fun. Well, I mean, it's been it's a fanfic here. Like, how can you not work with someone though? Because like everyone's been in the MCU. Yeah, true. This is true. Yeah, yeah, but that's cool. I'm actually, I, I I'm kind of dragging this out because I don't want this to end. Oh, I'm, I'm sad. There are other episodes we can record, MJK. Like, it's not a. It's a never-ending story. As uh, long as we don't both... get me started on that song, that oh, thirsty know, bitch yeah. got <laughs> hopper killed on Stranger Things season three. Though. I know it was in my head the other day. I'm like, Did, were you singing that song out loud? No, like, I really no, what are you doing? That's singing never-ending story. I don't know why. I've you, obviously heard it somewhere subconsciously. You sing songs to your dog, so that's probably where it came from. Uh, that's something I always used to do with taters. Up. With no, well, you were singing something to. to I don't sing to her. I sing no, to you, myself. No, you were like, oh, just insert I sing mags. Yeah, into like it. Maggie, like, Maggie, Maggie. Yeah, like that. Must be Maggie. So you could have been like the never-ending Maggie. 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 <laughs> you could have done that. <laughs> you never know. 
Oh, God. But we will see you in another episode of season four. Yes. Thanks for coming with the, this new format of where we just indulge ourselves with speaking. And news and gossip. Don't forget to check us out now on Twitter. Oh, yeah. We got a, Tweets we got a, by Nap. We got an absolute stud running our Twitter account. So <laughs> watch out. <laughs> that's it. His name's MJK and that's where he'll be. And um, I got to go now because I've got an appointment with some nachos. Oh, yeah. All right. Later, skaters. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, or find us on Not Another Podcast at 2Ts.podbean.com. And feel free to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram also. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.